Previously on the Admigos podcast. Sometimes Joni will say, like, I'm, you know, thank you for doing this. Like, I get complimented and thanked for helping out, but really I'm just like, oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this beats a 10 hour shift on a Saturday <laughs> at Porsche getting yelled at by customers <laughs> oh, and, man. you know, coworkers or problem solving something else. I want to be problem solving here. I want to be providing my experience here and just as like this is fun for me this yeah. is what i love this is what i enjoy absolutely mm-hmm. so like you said if you love what you're doing yeah you'll never work a day yeah absolutely. and i'm sure that that's why we're all here <laughs> <laughs> absolutely That's always like a thing with me in particular. Like, um, what was it? I get super invested in a lot of passion projects at times. Yeah. And my family always have a hard time trying to drag me out of my computer. Just like, you gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta live, Alex. I'm like, I'm living right now. I'm here. I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm getting into editing myself, and that's the one aspect that's always kind of like scared me because it's so tedious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have said in the past, you can have a crappy film. But with a good editor, like, I mean, like, cast and stuff like that, but with right. a good editor, mm-hmm. it can be magic. Yeah. Absolutely. But you can't have a crappy editor. No. And an astonishing <laughs> cast, because it won't be, that the magic will be missing. Oh, right. my God. I actually remember there was a movie I saw on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing, like, this thing now where uh, they're showing all these um, horror movies in their catalog and stuff. And I found this one movie called Ma. Oh. Oh yeah, that came out a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I was so confused. Like a lot of the story plots, I watched that 1.5 speed because I was just like having a hard time trying to process this. Um, like the way that the, I guess like how things were transitioning were kind of choppy. Uh huh. In my, at least for my take, on my taste of things, I'm not sure. Did you guys like the movie by any chance? I, I didn't never saw see it, it but I saw no. the trailer. Yeah, it was. It was just kind of weird. Um, the I guess it was just like the the cuts of it, like you would. See, you would see a scene of them kind of going in a car, but you don't see like things that happen afterward. Like there's some missing shots, mm-hmm. like of like oh, establishing this and that. Yeah. Um, there were these characters' relationships. What's that about? And then they go to this lady. They're they're just trying to buy booze, and then this lady just invites them over, and then yeah, just really yeah, has yeah, a yeah. crazy time. But and, and one might be able to argue and say, well, that was the film style we were going for. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Different perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're you're right though, because when you don't have those smooth transitions, mm-hmm. you can get lost. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a general audience member, because you know the, the director or the editor, or whoever works mm-hmm. on the film, that might be their style, and that might be like if you followed them. That mm-hmm. might be what they do consistently. Yeah. But if you just go in knowing nothing else other than the movie from the trailer, you're you're like, what is happening? And it <laughs> could be done to keep you questioning. That is true. That is true. Especially th- with like horror thriller. Yeah. Yeah. I for me, I think I was losing patience. I think it was like <laughs> I was losing my patience. So I was like, I can't watch this. I'm gonna go <laughs> and do this. Yeah. Oh. And sometimes it's just not for you. Yeah, I know. I think it's really it's a subjective thing. Like yeah. even um what was it? I actually went through what was it back in college and um, my first semester, they made me take like a weird elective about theater arts or something. Mm-hmm. And I guess I got, I got to learn some terms. Uh, suspense of disbelief. That's mm-hmm. like the only term I know. <laughs> wow. Say that again. Suspense of disbelief. Yes. And I know it's basically ignoring every reality in front of you and just right. center your belief on what's going on yep. on screen and just take what it is and ignore everything else that you know. At least that's yeah. how I always come whenever I look at a new 
project and stuff i'm like okay what's this all about what yeah. what am i supposed to take seriously on uh what is the like the subject at hand mm-hmm. and yeah it's all important stuff but i mean it's kind of like everything just has its own set of rules yeah you know it's all just its own little mini universes and they all have their own set of rules and just finding your center focus exactly Absolutely. it's like even being on a set right mm-hmm. if you just remember that we're all here for one reason mm-hmm. and it's for the project yeah yeah then everything runs smoothly because you're all there for the same reason. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, speaking of sets, I mean, um, what was your favorite se- favorite experience at a set? I mean, was there a specific way of how it was managed that kind of piqued your interest on how you're running things? Or uh, what inspired, I guess, what's inspired you so far to kind of run your business so far whenever you tackle projects like those? Gosh, so many things come to mind. <laughs> but... I think going off of your initial question, what has been my favorite experience on a set? I don't think anything will ever top 21 and over. Just because it was my first feature film, I booked it in the casting office. And when I got on set, I had my own trailer with a star on it. And I was just, you know, I I was like, this is for me? Like, (laughs) oh my gosh. And... The whole cast was just awesome. I mean, do we have time for me to tell this story? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah? Okay. So let me take it back. Take it back now, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Long story short, long. Um, When I was 18, my dad told me to, you know, work on my career. And if nothing happens in my acting career by the time I'm 21, that I have to go back to college and earn a degree somewhere. And I said, that's fair. From there, I went on to Colorado, New Mexico, and then back to Washington. And that's when I started juggling four different agencies. Oh, Four. Okay. This is how I learned what agencies and stuff. And I just thought to myself, whoever books me the first big role, I'm Mm going to sign with them. Mm -hmm. So going back to the whole 21 and over thing, I had one agency sending me, you know, work and that first one it was you know and if you watch the movie you'll know the scenes <laughs> but the first agent that sent me sides for that film called 21 and over was two girls two sorority girls making out in a dorm room right okay so you can imagine my initial thought because specs 21 and over means like adult content mm-hmm. right so i was like this doesn't really align with what i want to <laughs> do and i denied it yeah. then i had another agency send me the same film, but a different role. And this role was a more powerful standing role, supporting still. Yeah. And it turns out that my my part is when the whole movie shifts okay. oh. into a chase scene. And um, it's really fun. I recommend watching it. But yeah. in the audition room, the first time I went, I was reading for two different roles. Um, one was during the chase scene, and then one was the Latin sorority sister. Number one is the official name. <laughs> um, and this is the one where I'm beating up the guy, right? Yeah. And I did the two roles, and I'll never forget the casting director, Steven Salmunovich. And um, shout out. I'm doing a bunch <laughs> of shout outs to everyone. But um, after I did, or in between the two sets of auditions I did, he goes, how do you spell your name? Because he was creating a casting networks profile for me because I hadn't had one yet. I didn't know what right. it was. Oh. So he created a profile for me and he goes, that's a very um, 
unique way of spelling your name. Mm. And I, you know, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. I just turned 21, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so I had just turned 21 yeah. when I did this film, which takes me back to my dad telling me if by the time you're 21, right. your career doesn't right. blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, oh, well, that's because I'm a very unique girl. <laughs> and he's like, you know, foot in your mouth. He goes, oh, really? Tell me what's so what's so unique about you. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you were going to, you know, here I am with this confidence, ego boost, yada, yada, yeah. yada. And I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm thinking, you know, oh, I recently broke my leg or oh, uh, I've played football before in the past. Um, I can ride a horse. I did it once before. I'm trying to think what makes me so unique. I'm an equestrian. (laughs) And I just hear my mom's voice go through my head because I grew up with brothers Mm -hmm. hanging out with the guys. Mm -hmm. And um, I can belch like a man. (laughs) And I sit there and I hear my mom's voice going, oh, my God, Raquel, one day I just know it. That burp is going to get you somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I always thought, oh, I'll probably be on Nickelodeon because, you know, yeah. you watch the, the <laughs> yeah, Nickelodeon the Awards. They always yeah. have somebody burping on yeah. it or something. Or sliming or whatever. And to kind of give you an idea of the my branding back in the day, too, right? I was that comedic kind of funny, yeah. not afraid of being funny, right? Yeah. Quirky. And he goes, I said, I can belch like a man. <laughs> I looked up and I said, I can belch like a man. And he goes, okay, let's see it. And I was like, wait, what? I'm not doing recording. I'm not doing that. And he goes, I have to see it. I don't believe you. And I was like, okay. So I turn around. I prepare myself, which is just sucking in a lot of air into your gut. Mm-hmm. Can be painful if you don't get the burp out all the way. And I turned around and I let out this big belch. And he was like, oh, my God, my hat comes off to you. And I was like, I cannot believe I just did that. So <laughs> flash forward to... We're in the casting, this, the callback. I get the callback, which I had no, I was like, I'm not getting that. How embarrassing. Yeah. This guy's going to think, who the <laughs> heck is this chick? I get the callback. I'm in the casting room. And funny enough, the two other agencies that I had explored during this time, I saw some of their roster there in mm-hmm. the same room. Oh, wow. Right? Oh, nice. I didn't choose them for other reasons other than just they didn't get me this role. There was mm-hmm. a lot of, I guess, um, Back, factors that played yeah. into it. Yeah. And so I saw some of the other actors in there, and I was just like, okay, cool. Um, I was so nervous, but also I was like, you know, things that helped me to contain my nerves is like talking to family on the phone and like having like a good feeling, especially when it's like a good kind of like funny movie. I guess if I was doing something dramatic, I would talk to a a dead ancestor or something. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so they call me in, and they're like, Raquel Torres, we're ready for you. Okay. And Steven puts his hands on my shoulders and we have the directors, the writers, the producers Mm -hmm. all in this room. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was exactly how I envisioned it to look. And it was just so cool. And he goes, this is Raquel Torres. And I went, oh, my God, Steven, thanks for the introduction. And they were like, oh, my God, I loved your audition tape. And I was just like, how (laughs) embarrassing. That you actually saw me belch like a man. (laughs) So I get into the two roles. Now they have three roles that they're throwing at me. Again, this is kind of the experience of what it's... And this is my first big audition that I've done. Yeah. So I'm like, on the spot, a new script to memorize, you know, all this stuff. I have the other two that I was already doing. And they looked at me and um, I believe it was uh, Scott Moore. And he goes... um, what role do you want to start off with first? <laughs> and I, in my mind, I hear 
I'm in the mood for some karate. But I didn't say that because I was nervous, <laughs> right? You're like, you know, you say things in your yeah, head yeah, and yeah. you're like, so my response was, I mean, I'm prepared to begin with any role that you feel. And he goes, great, let's start with La- Latina sorority sister number one. And I was like, oh my God, that's the role I was thinking of. <laughs> he goes, great, this is the one. <laughs> I do the audition, one take, and a lot of acting coaches will tell you, rules to go about in a casting office like know your mark don't interact with them and did it did it did it and all these different things right mm-hmm. i didn't listen to any of it i didn't care where that camera was i didn't care who was reading the lines with me i acted the <laughs> out of that script and sorry <laughs> i know okay. we're gonna we'll do a lot it. of bleeps yeah. <laughs> nah. but i just remember being so energized through it that when i, I like so I'm supposed to be like, intruder, intruder alert, and like beat up the guy. Mm-hmm. And I went up to the casting guy who was reading the lines with me and like basically like knocked him off of his feet yeah. just by my presence, right? And then I turned around and ran for the door and I tripped on my shoe. And it was like this big old thing that I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and I didn't fall, fall. I like ran into the wall and I turned around and I was like, <gasps> um, because I was like, oh, Frick, I messed it up or whatever. Yeah. And they, they sat me down and they were like, stop, 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 stop. I don't need to see you read for anything else. And I went, oh, shoot, I messed it up. This sucks. I'm so, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he, and then he turns around and looks at the everybody else in the room and goes, and I don't need to see anybody else read for this role. <laughs> oh, wow. Nice. You got it. <laughs> That's great. And I sat there just speechless and I was like, what? Wait, what? what? <laughs> I, I don't understand. And he's like, tell me this. What do you want? I said, I want the funniest character in the film. And he goes, congratulations, you got it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. My that agent okay. didn't believe me. Nobody did. Everybody, he called and he was like, whatever you did in that audition room, do it every time. <laughs> I was like, I was just myself. And that's what I tell actors all the time is like, embrace the quirks of yourself right because you never know what room you're going to be in and what project somebody's looking to cast right absolutely and if you just sit there and try to be i am an esteemed thespian actress <laughs> i don't do anything outside of shakespeare and you're not exploring these avenues of different characters and stuff mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself stuck in a loop of i mean Take for Jennifer Aniston, for instance. Mm. You can't watch a movie and not think Rachel from Friends. Oh, right. yeah. No, that's yeah, my Jennifer issue Aniston. Yeah. Is Jennifer <laughs> Always Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Kind of the same with Angelina Jolie, too. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. And that's the reason why I'm like, I can stay away from that because I would like to be different characters mm-hmm. and not looked at as the same thing yeah. all the time. Oh, you yeah. know? absolutely. So that was my funny story about my audition but being on set with them again having my own star at everything it was just so awesome and everybody was so nice even the writers or in the directors john lucas and scott moore all the way down to the producers all the way down to the camera team all the way down to the other actors i mean i got to meet miles teller oh cool which i mean look at him now (laughs) you know what i mean yeah and Skylar Aston, who was on Pitch Perfect. Oh, okay. I, you know, they were my co-stars. Man. Or I guess the, the the leads of the film, along with Justin Chan. And then, God, I feel like I'm talking a lot. No, you're fine. <laughs> we we love this. Like, I think okay. it's really cool to hear. Like, this is stuff that we, I guess, like, in our sense, like, as young professionals, we don't really get to hear a lot about 
that's kind of one of the first full circle stories that I have too, is because Justin Chan, the guy that I beat up in the bathroom, oh. flash forward, <laughs> <laughs> flash forward to me moving to LA and starting at the Beverly Hills Playhouse. Mm-hmm. One of my other acting coaches, his name was Alex Craig Mann. Hmm. He wrote a film. Um, it was like a high school zombie film, uh, and Justin Sean was in that film. That's cool. And when I told him about the movie that I was mm-hmm. in, because they sit you down and kind of like interview you a little bit. Yeah. And he goes, I know Justin. He was in my film. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, how cool. Like one of my first big full circle feelings yeah. and experiences. And I just thought that was so awesome. It made me feel like I was in the right place at the right time with right. the right people. Oh man, that's fantastic. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great story. Is there a tradition now that every time you get a role, you have to beat up that guy in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I call it Justin. And I'm like, hey, come over. I need to beat you up. No, I'm just um, where, where can we find 21 and over? Like, is it on streaming anywhere? Yeah, it's or on streaming where is it platforms, Amazon. I know oh, okay. it's been on Netflix sometimes. You could probably buy it on Tubi. Same with Varsity Punks. Okay. okay. Um, those are all on streaming services somewhere. I don't really know exactly. Maybe I should know those better. Um, are you getting paid for royalties and stuff? Every yeah. Time? Oh, wonderful. Oh, nice. Yeah. Same yeah. with Warner Brothers. I've done two uh, TV shows or one TV show with Warner Brothers. Another one, I believe it was like Lifetime. Um, so I get royalties off of that still. I mean, it's... Is it like they have like fifty cent checks every couple weeks the year, randomly? As the years stuff go like by, that. it gets shorter and yeah. shorter. But I always hear those stories where you're just like, yeah, now I get paid fifty cents for this thing. I, did. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's still good. in double digits. That's so. good. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, which makes it awesome. And every time I get a check in the mail, I think to myself, "You can do this. Yeah. You've done this." Yeah, you've done. That's proof. You all, all the proof you need. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of nice, especially on those hard days, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I can, what was it for me? All I see are just the packages I design, and I'm just like, oh, do I make a penny? I mean, technically, my paycheck covers the amount yeah. of stuff I do, but eh, I don't know. <laughs> but see, and that's the hard thing too with transitioning. And this is again what I talk about in my acting classes. I help people understand the differences between film and TV royalties, commercial royalties, mm-hmm. no royalties, and buyouts, and all of that stuff. Because looking at a contract. It took me forever to really understand what was going on. And if I'm you don't sure. have an agent or somebody to, to look, look it over, over. Yeah. yeah, you can get stuck with zilch, mm. you know? Yeah. Before I signed with Pastorini Bosby, I had done a commercial film for a solar company, which you can find on all my stuff. You can find all of this on my IMDb or my website. Okay. You know, I should have gone to your IMDb. Yeah, no <laughs> I only went on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with Rick. Well, that's what we knew <laughs> each other by. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to pitch myself as to, like, pay-per-click on, because it was, like, oh. Facebook royalties. Oh, wow. So it's... It's just, like, niche after niche after niche. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> it, it gets so granular. Yeah. And that's what... That's what my expertise is in because I've experienced it myself. And right. that's why I'm the type of person that's like somebody could tell me, oh, pay per click, da 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 da, and all this yeah. stuff. But until I've actually experienced it, I'm a hands on learner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I won't be able to, it won't resonate. Yeah, with that's me. true. That's a fair point. Um, which goes into acting styles and techniques. You know, you've got Stanislavski, you've got Meisner, Strasberg. Hagen, all these different trans or techniques and transitions into each of them, and mm-hmm. oh, wow. I you have researched and learned and done my you know experimentations with each and every one of them. But the one that I stand strongest with is Stanislavski, and 
through my teaching experiences and what I've learned throughout the years as well is it's just kind of like being in the moment and taking it moment to moment. And once you do that, you will find yourself at the end of the scene. And it'll be like, as long as you are prepared, you mm. know your lines, you know your blocking, you know it so well that if something came flying out of the audience, mm -hmm. you'd be able to use it <laughs> in some aspect to drive the story along. Oh, wow. That's uh, great. Yeah. That's the type of... Is that like a type of impro improvisation that kind of goes with that type of style? It, or? it could be. Um, yeah. I mean, my style of teaching is helping you find what works best for you and pulling out the, the, the shiniest parts of you yeah. and helping you navigate through the darkest parts. <laughs> kind of like, I mean, like a coach. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know? And that's what I feel like transitions to signing up for the wait, <laughs> Raquel Torres Acting Studio. <laughs> and uh, along with that comes not just the coaching aspect, but my experience, my wisdom, my knowledge, and my network. You know, helping you get signed with an agent, helping you get a demo reel down, and connecting, you know, mm. even here, like the way Joni did with me and Ray. I said, I want, you know, want to do a voiceover. And she said, meet Ray yeah. at the Radio Lounge. And here I am, this, you know. I love coming here. Every time I have uh, something to do here, I'm like, it's a oh, cool, God, I'm so yeah. excited to go to the radio lounge it's today. Fun. It's a cool vibe over here. Yeah. yeah. I it's, it was such a fun experience to come here for the first time for me. Uh, this isn't my first time. I hope everybody knows that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming here was really cool. Ray has a lot a lot of cool guitars, basses, amps, and all that stuff. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Pilot memorabilia stuff as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Jacob, I mean, if you could elaborate a little bit more on what the Radio Lounge is and kind of what the services oh. they provide. Yeah. Right. It's a, it's a voiceover studio located um, in Sugarland, Texas, which is just outside of Houston mm -hmm. for anybody who's not listening from yeah. Texas or Houston. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, they specialize in radio ad spot recording, TV ad spot recording. Uh, a big thing Ray's been doing recently over the past like year, year and a half or so is voice coaching and voice demos, which I believe you're a part of, yes. right? Yes, he coached me on my voiceover yes. demo and recorded it and spliced it up together for me, yes. and I am just he's excellent, amazed it. by it. Yeah, yeah, just phenomenal at it, and it impresses me every time I see a demo. <laughs> but that's something he's been doing a lot of recently. But for the most part, it's also podcast production. You know, we produce this podcast, uh, the Admi goes out of here, and then he's got a few other podcasts that he produces as well. Mm -hmm. So he's a little bit of everything Ray yeah. does over here. He's a he's a one man band, and then I come in on Tuesdays and help out when I can. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks it's, for sharing that because I have actually been telling a lot of people about the Radio Lounge. Cause good, thank you. Networking, you know, throughout Houston, everybody wants to do a podcast, and I'm like, if you're ready for it, don't don't spend your time buying the equipment and learning how to use it. Yeah. Ask a professional. Ray also, awesome. don't use Zoom. Please, don't use everybody, don't, <laughs> no. don't use Zoom. They, I, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, they even offer opportunity. If you have a guest that's like abroad or somewhere elsewhere in the U.S. They can you, call in, yes. They can do yeah. call in yeah. commercial. Yeah. yeah. It's it's helped us out a bunch of times. So you have the experience and the equipment yes. and the foundation to be able to do all of that here. Yes. Which is... For me, I've always wanted to have my own podcast coming soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I don't know the first place to start. Sure, I can go on right. YouTube and research it. But again, I'm a hands-on learner. Yeah, I'm not going to – it's not going to resonate with me as much as it would, you know, doing it in person, which 
the podcast that I've done with Gustavo, we're a two-man show. And mm -hmm. I'll direct him, light mm -hmm. him, put the camera on him with the equipment that we have. And he'll do me because we do visuals and audio. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And so it, it becomes like a fun project. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's, yeah, it's there's something about just putting a vision together. Yeah, it's it's great. Mm -hmm. um, it, I think that's what brings it all together. And I mean, thank you again for coming by to the radio lounge with yes, us today and okay. doing yes. thank you fun, so much doing these fun commercials with us. Um, I think that's a, another one last thing before I guess we hop off for the day. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing was just to kind of see the idea come to life and having the opportunity to do this because obviously what we do is not paid. Um, yeah. What we do is really from the kindness of our hearts and. Uh, growing this community um, and kind of bringing that type of lifeline, that passion to it that not a lot of other chapters or other organizations bring to their events as well. And, you know, mm -hmm. we're doing what we can and we're super excited to have everybody there uh, and also at Night of Diversity, student conference, Night the Advertising Awards. Oh, I'm so excited for those! Oh my god, yes! Well, Awesome. This has just been a pleasure, Raquel. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you guys. Awesome. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. The Add to Houston Amigos podcast is produced at Radio Lounge. Add to Houston is a collaborative collective of young communication professionals aged 32 and under who are looking to make a difference in the industry. If you would like to become an Amigo, join us at addthenumber2houston.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at add the number two Houston. Thank you for listening.